I'm Anthony Padilla and I'm curious, what would you do if someone looked at your body when you were born and demanded that you behave and present exactly how the greater population deemed fit, even though deep down you've always known it was a lie? I spent a day with trans women who came to that very conclusion. We'll uncover the truth about the reality of transitioning and the deeply polarizing topics of surgery, detransitioning, and the trans agenda. Hello, Jada. Hi. Dylan. Nice to meet you. Good to meet you. Nikki. Nice to meet you. By the way, this episode is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. Visit betterhelp.com slash Padilla because sometimes existing is exhausting. Now, and I just yeah. want to say you are serving real right now. <laughs> yeah, as a cisgender man, yes. I can definitely say that. Yeah, <laughs> maybe bleep when you say it, but don't bleep when I say it. Can you define what trans means? When you are assigned a specific gender at birth and then you feel differently than the gender you were assigned. There's no one way to be trans. Basically, if you identify with a different gender, mm -hmm. you're under the trans. Can you define trans women specifically? We were assigned male at birth, mm -hmm. and we now are female. Is there an age range when people typically start to feel like they are different than what they've been assigned? Almost all of us feel that right away as a kid. Straight out the womb, you're like, this is wrong. Excuse me, <laughs> don't put M on my birth certificate. Uh, someone fucked up. So. When did you realize that you felt different than what you were assigned? Around six years old. I always loved girly things and I was told to repress those. I wanted to grow out my hair and like play with Barbies and like be with the girls. I would always just like think like, oh, I wish there was a button or I wish there was, I would just wake up one day and I was the woman. I would think about that constantly. I went to my, my mom when I was four and I said, mom, God made a mistake. He put a girl into a boy's body. And she was like, babe, you know, God doesn't make mistakes. You're perfect. And so from that moment on, I just kind of like tucked that away. It wasn't until I was in my early 20s that I actually had the realization, like, I am trans. When I first found out, I was like, oh, no, oh, no, please, no. Like, Were you still trying to be like, yeah. oh, I should repress this yeah, feeling more? pretty much. I was like, maybe we could push <laughs> down a little bit further. The first time I ever saw a trans person was on Jerry Springer. They were called men back then. They were called lady boys and them being like, oh, I tricked my boyfriend. Guess what, I'm a man. Those kind of conversations hurt society into us thinking like, it's okay to treat trans people this way. I myself, from society norms, felt uncomfortable by it. But now like looking back, I felt uncomfortable because I was afraid of opening up and being my true self. Was it more difficult to come out to yourself or to others? Myself. It was so hard to come to the realization that not only did I have similarities to the people that I was most afraid of, but that I could also be just like them. There's people that I feel like pushed me to, to repress, and I feel like I more of internalized that. I was like repressing myself the most and the mm -hmm. most like transphobic towards myself. I would think like, oh, trans people are weird. Before I transitioned, I feel like it was like a deep like insecurity because I was like low-key decimado. Mm -hmm. I knew I was trans like at 18. I always like put it to the side and was like, stop having those thoughts. You shouldn't be mm -hmm. thinking like that. You shouldn't be feminine. That's what I regret most is like not 
loving myself more or like listening to myself mm. in the times that I was like screaming. On my 21st birthday, I finally came out to my mom. We had a long like two hour crying talk mm. about how I felt. Coming out to my dad though has been really hard. And I remember him coming over to my apartment and I had all of my hormone pills out on the counter. And he asked me like, hey, what are these for? Why are you taking all these pills? He thought I had HIV. And I was like, no, 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 I, I don't have HIV. I'm transitioning. That didn't go over well with him. And because of it, like we don't have a relationship now. It is unfortunate, but it's more unfortunate for them. Um, hard. <laughs> After nine months of kind of like dipping my toes in, I came out to my girlfriend at the time. That was kind of the hardest part to just say it out loud. I even like had to say it like in the mirror over and over, like oh. before even saying it to a person. Then I had to come out to my parents. Um, my mom cried. She was very confused. So was my dad. They thought it was a trend uh, that I was just kind of hopping onto. I think everyone thought I was like joking or something. Like mm. no one was really took me seriously. How do you think being trans has affected your life most? It's been an insane ride just mm. because I'm simultaneously going viral while also trying to transition. Does it feel like the entire world is watching you as you go through these very personal, vulnerable experiences? Yes, yeah, I never expected to be an influencer or yeah. a content creator. And, and it is scary to be putting all of your most vulnerable parts of yourself yeah. online for people to just pick apart. But I do realize now that what I'm doing can help a lot of people. Mm -hmm. So I'm just, I'm trying to have a good time. Yeah. I had no idea how to become the woman that I wanted to be. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I'm trying to let people in on. Because there were so many times as a boy that I either lashed out or I did things kind of recklessly just because I was so unhappy with who I was. And now when I look at myself on, on camera or just even in the mirror, I'm like, oh yeah, that's that feels about right. I'm just trying to be happy. Like, babes, meteor could hit at any moment. And if I die a girl, that's a beautiful thing. What does transitioning entail? Transitioning for everyone is a little bit different. We all have to go through a psychiatric evaluation. A lot of us start HRT, that's like the first step. Some people just take um, blockers. Everyone wants to know about trans surgeries and honestly like, yes, a lot of trans people do get surgeries, but we do that to fit into societal norms. For me, transitioning was starting to take hormones. Your skin gets way softer. You lose a lot of body hair. You're Fat completely redistributes. Your hair gets softer. You just get cuntier. <laughs> Felt a lot less anger since the testosterone's gone. It's just no more. What's funny is that all of the hormones we take are actually prescribed to cis people in other ways. In the testosterone blockers, they are used to prevent hair loss for men and women. Spironolactone is the other testosterone blocker. That's just an acne medication. I feel like people make it out to be more of a scary thing, but all of these things people normally take. I had actually started hormones as a non-binary person before I had even come out as a trans woman. I know that there are surgeries that I'm very much looking into. Mm. And because I'm so new to my transness, there's actually some wait times that I have to wait. So I potentially and probably will look very different in a couple years. You'll have this to look back on. Weird. <laughs> Why pass Dylan? <laughs> when people hear transition, they assume it means physical. Is it, is it more than physical? 
I think absolutely. I think it's a mindset. I think it's how you see yourself. I think it's how the world sees you. If you want to look at it at a more old school, transsexual ideology, transitioning means doing the surgeries, getting your meds, but I would say the more new progressive way of thinking is, is transitioning is however you want to do it. Do you think it's appropriate for people to ask about surgery? Like, I wouldn't ask you right now about like, okay, let's talk about what's in your pants. Mm, I mean, um, willing and ready. Uh, well, that's after we shoot. Um, right. you, you wouldn't ask somebody about their privates and then right. all of a sudden, because they're trans, you feel like you can't. My parents have said, like, when they tell their friends, the first question they'll ask is like, oh, is Dylan getting the surgery? Ew, don't talk to my parents <laughs> about my private parts, you nasty perv. And I feel bad because I'm like, oh my God, like my family should not have to answer that question. Yeah. Why do you think it's become synonymous with because, trans? So them in their mind, they want to label me either as a girl with a penis or a girl with a vagina. Like that's how their heads work. And they're like, okay, we just need to know which box to put Dylan in. I can't wait till we get to a place where someone says they're a woman. We believe they're a woman because they said so. Everyone's just obsessed like of about the bottom surgery. A lot of cis people kind of get really fixated on. Like it's a requirement? Some people believe that. The majority of trans people, men and women don't get bottom surgery. Me personally, I don't necessarily feel like I need it. I'm very happy with girl dick. I think that's <laughs> beautiful. You have a tattoo over here of yeah. an angel with showing the girl dick. I love girl dick. It's <laughs> very beautiful. It's delicious. It's invasive. That's the other aspect of it. It's a cute, it's expensive. Literally have your, your genitals turned inside out. You're bedridden for like a month. I know girls who are like, they can't go out because they're, they gotta dilate, which is just sticking dildos in your new vagina and expanding it and making sure it's very big. Uh, <laughs> giving it very much dub. I feel like I, I'm motivated more by the dysphoria of feeling masculine than specifically feeling fem feminine. What's been the most unexpected part about transitioning? Women, just whether it's trans or cis, that have like let me into the club, especially the women that I knew before transitioning mm. that have like been like, oh yeah, come, like, here's our secrets. <laughs> what Wait, what kind of secrets are they telling uh, you? Have been well, asked? sorry. Shit. Can't tell. Thank you to the women that initially, right at the beginning of my journey, um, accepted me from the get-go because that, that prompted me to keep going. Can you define a dead name? The name that you're assigned at birth and why we call it dead name is specifically because we want it dead. Like, mm, you want that name dead. Yeah, I'm like, don't talk about it. We don't know them. Sorry, the you had your down. time. We're all about the present. <laughs> Are you living? No. Okay, you're dead. It really bothers me that people think that I have to change my name in order to be a woman. The top comment on like every single one of my videos is, okay, but like, what would your girl name be? Like, my girl name is Dylan. Do you think it's appropriate? to ask what people's dead names were. Oh, no. <laughs> no, that's, I mean, no. Basically, no. Yeah. <laughs> How many times can you say no in six seconds? No, no, no. How important are pronouns to you? It's one of those things that people, I don't want to say they should start respecting, but they need to start respecting mm -hmm. it because if someone says that they're pronouns are she, her, hers. That's not for debate, right? Mm. Like that's, it just is. Mm -hmm. That's how they identify 
period. I'm a she, her girl. I hate being called any other pronoun. <laughs> uh, <laughs> if anyone calls me he, that's like literally the worst thing. It's less of like me lashing out on whoever said it and more of like, oh, well, what is not feminine? Am I not being passable enough? For all those people that really are well-meaning, but they're just so nervous about what might happen if I accidentally offend this person, if they accidentally misgender, is that something that's immediately offensive to you? That's the best thing you can do. I, I highly encourage people to ask people's pronouns. If you don't know and you're like really unsure, mm. it's okay to ask. My best advice to just anyone who accidentally misgenders anyone is just move on with it. Mm. Like, if you mess up, correct yourself mm. and move on. It's not like a death sentence to that relationship. Yeah, no, like, unfortunately it does happen, but like, we're also human. Mm. Like, we mess up sometimes. I sometimes get a little overwhelmed when somebody makes a really big deal out of it and they're like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Like, I totally see you as a girl. Because then, especially if there's other people around, you become this like, it's like a pointing fingers, like let's all talk about Dylan. It becomes an event. Yeah, it's an event and it doesn't need to be. I feel like a lot of people are very, very scared to say the wrong thing, mm -hmm. to say something offensive. I would say we're very resilient. We've been mm -hmm. through like a lot of shit and uh, we're not going to like crumble after being misgendered one time. It's better for you to just make some mistakes and get to know trans people than to be so scared not to mess up and to never ever like even try to, to talk to a trans person. Considering there are so many ideas about what the label trans mm -hmm. means, how important do you think identity labels are. I mean, I wish that they weren't so important. At least the label of being a trans woman's helpful to me because right. I, I now am finding a lot of happiness and euphoria through that. But I think labels really, they, what they do is they separate us. Our souls gendered. Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily think so. I think there's something more to it than gender. I think it would be a disservice to try to blanket statements someone's all over being as a gender because it's right. such a small box. When you break it down, you are the consciousness observing reality, observing yes. your thoughts, yes. observing your emotions. Your internal conscience is still your guide and still knows things about yourself that the external can't even tell you. I don't think labels are necessary. If you like them and you want to use them, like, have at it, use it. Mm. Yes, I'm trans, I'm not going to deny it. Yeah. But, it doesn't mean that I want to be labeled everywhere I go with a sticker on my forehead, mm. trans woman. I just want to be normal. Like, I want to feel normal. As much as labels are a shorthand for understanding someone, it could also be a shortcut for someone to judge you. It's a one-word summary for someone, for a person, when in reality they are millions and millions of pages that would actually describe someone's entire life story. Yes. If you don't like labels, don't use them. Mm -hmm. If you do like labels, use them for yourself. Don't mm -hmm. put them on other people. Can you tell me about the trans, the trans agenda? agenda? Oh, and if you were sitting there wondering, where, where are the trans men at? No worries, I spent the day with trans men is coming out next month. Don't you worry. And you know I can't go without thanking Dipsy for sponsoring this episode. Dipsy is an app full of short audio stories designed by women for women. Right, women? Damn right. They bring scenarios to life with immersive soundscapes and characters, and new content is released every week. So in between listening to your favorite stories again 
and again, you can always find something new to explore. Dipsy also has sleep stories, wellness sessions, and now they also offer written stories, so no matter how you want to enjoy those sweet sensations, you're set. And for I spent today with viewers and listeners of the Uncensored podcast, Dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash Padilla. That's 30 days of access for free when you go to D-I-P-S-E-A stories.com slash P-A-D-I-L-L-A. Now, back to the world of trans women. Can you tell me about the trans, trans agenda? agenda. Yes, the trans agenda. We're all in one group chat and we all talk and send cute little gifts and stickers. There is no specific trans agenda. If there was a trans agenda, our agenda is we want to be loved. We want to have equal rights. We want to feel normal. We just want to exist. I hear that it's in some ways a what's called a wedge issue, mm -hmm. meaning something that splits parties further apart to kind of indoctrinate people who are on the fence about which party they should lean toward by saying, oh, no, no, we got you. A lot of people think that trans people are so out and proud to specifically get kids to transition. Transitioning isn't fun. I don't know where that comes in, where people think that trans people always want everyone to hurt as much as them. That's not the case. That's a huge topic, is, is letting trans people use the appropriate restroom that they want. And here's the reality. A trans person you are, is not gonna attack you in the bathroom. If a man wanted to attack a woman that's using the restroom, he can just walk into the bathroom. He doesn't need to put on a dress and long hair to do it. There's something so toxic about looking at trans people like predators or looking at them as like right. violent people because we're more scared of you than you are of us at times. Yet the, the narrative is that it's all these people that are actually scared of us. That argument is so telling of where, where we are at when it comes to trans people. I'm not trying to invade your space. I'm just right. trying to go to the bathroom. How do you feel about teens transitioning? There's a lot of debate about if a teen feels that they are trans or not the gender that was assigned to them at birth, that they should not be able to transition or take puberty blockers. How do you feel about all that? In order to start HRT, you have to have a medical diagnosis. A lot of people have to go through like a psychiatric analysis and go to a primary care provider mm -hmm. um, and get evaluated by both. It takes a lot of guts to come out as trans. And mm -hmm. if a child is having those thoughts and they're coming to you, that's really hard to do for adults. Mm -hmm. um, but it's even harder to do for kids to like be honest with themselves about mm -hmm. it. I think if a teen feels comfortable presenting, in uh, the opposite gender, then I would say the, the correct course of action is puberty blockers if that's what they want. Puberty is like a very, uh, in a way, traumatic thing. Puberty is what makes it so hard, makes it the reason you have to get surgeries. Like your bones mm. form to a certain way. And is this permanent? No, it can be reversed. Mm. If a child starts puberty blockers, and then decides to stop, the puberty will onset. And so you will end up going through puberty. There's not very many cases of 
a kid going on puberty blockers and then going off of at like age 30 or something mm. and then hitting puberty. What we do know is if people go off of it and if they go off of it, it would be probably around that same young age or in their early 20s, they will still go through puberty. I hear plenty of the conversation surrounding trans people. People bring up the amount of people that detransition. It's kind of painted as so many people regret transitioning, so then they detransition and then they still have regrets because they ever transitioned in the first place. How frequently does that happen? And you know I also can't go without thanking Honey for sponsoring this episode. Honey is the easy way to save when you're shopping on your computer or your iPhone. It's a free browser extension that scours the internet for promo codes, and it applies the best one that it finds to your cart so you no longer have to stare at that empty discount code box in the face when you're at checkout, because if Honey finds a working coupon, a little Honey button drops down and all you have to do is click apply coupon. It's that easy. And Honey supports over 30,000 stores online, ranging from tech to popular fashion brands and food delivery, so you are set. Honey has personally saved me a disturbing amount of money in my online shopping escapades. And if you're wondering, yes, I did use Honey to save some money on this deodorant today. And like I said earlier, Honey doesn't just work on your desktop, it works on your iPhone too. Just activate it on Safari on your phone and save on the go. It's literally free and it installs in just a few seconds. So if you wanna do yourself a solid and also support this series, get Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash Padilla. Again, it's free and if you go to joinhoney.com slash Padilla, you'll be directly supporting this series. Now, back to the world of trans women. The times that I see people detransition in media, that one person gets blasted and like posted all over media and how like trans people are invalid because this one person decided to detransition. I know a lot of trans people and none of them have detransitioned. We're all happier. We're all less suicidal, if suicidal at all, because we transitioned. It's an extremely, extremely rare case. The satisfactory rate of HRT, of hormone replacement therapy, is 98%. Half of that remaining percentage may detransition because they are not accepted by family, by work, not able to get their, their medication. There are tons of reasons why people detransition, and I regretted it is the least common. But that small little fringe case sliver of people is what anti-trans people or TERFs or conservatives will focus on. Mm -hmm. And when you use this fringe case for to limit all of the other 98% of people who are really happy with it and who it's life-saving, that's where I start to get like, okay, why are you mm -hmm. so obsessed with detransitioners? Mm -hmm. People are so obsessed with this fringe case because they want to detransition us at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. And it's already happening in Southern states for trans kids who now no longer have access to hormones. There are trans kids who are literally being detransitioned because they legally cannot transition anymore. And that's what's really depressing. And what about the violence that trans women face? It happens all the time. Just last year, around 45 trans people reported got killed. There's not that many trans people out there anyway, so killing 45 of us is a huge percentage of us. A lot of POC 
uh, trans people receive the most violence. A lot of times the violence that is committed on trans people is by people who love us, as in like our lovers, people mm. we have relationships with, people we have sexual relationships of. That's like the biggest number of people who are killing trans people. If you could say one message to your younger self, that you that felt these feelings but didn't want to fully face them because of the stigma yeah. surrounding it, what would you say to that younger self? Hi, baby Dylan. <laughs> we have always been pretty fragile and we've been soft and sometimes it works against us, but sometimes it it really has value. And I think that your vulnerability is your power. Your femininity is your power. I'm so happy that at one point you felt like your real self. And then we lost it for a while, but we found it again. And I'm here and I'm telling you that it, it was worth it. It will all be worth it in the end because babe, you're in a crochet dress. <laughs> with your name on it. With my name on it. And... And you, you know what, You're, you learned how to put fake eyelashes on and you get to talk to really cool, interesting people and you have a lot of people that love you and that it's a really beautiful thing. What is it about being trans that brings you the most joy? The most joy that I felt being trans is the trans community. It's the trans sisterhood of traveling pants, honestly. Mm. I think it's undeniable how happy I am. I think that gives me so much joy to know that other people are looking at me in a way that goes, wow, that person really knows who they are. The joy comes from from helping others and from um, and knowing that like, it feels so good to wear what I want, let me tell you. And it feels so good to hear people say she... Acceptance? Yeah, that's joy for me. I spent a day with trans women and one thing that really sits with me is how the, the demands and the shame imposed on us by others can echo inside our heads and cause us to doubt or even hate ourselves. But that internalized limitation of who we think we should be for others may be the biggest hurdle in allowing us to truly enjoy happiness within the world and within ourselves. Yeah, I yeah. remember I was watching Smosh like as as a kid and oh. there's like one episode where like you get boobs. Thing. <laughs> I saw it and was like hmm. <laughs> oh. Right, really? Is it possible? You typed in on a I keyboard saw, that I have boobs I and remember, then I had boobs. Yeah, I remember I saw that I was like, can I get a keyboard like that though? Can I get a keyboard? <laughs> Did that start you down your yeah, trajectory? Yeah, like Anthony's onto something. That I was keyboard. there at the beginning of your trajectory. Yeah, yeah, literally.